Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Death Drop podcast. I am your host, one of your hosts, uh, Miss Apocalypse. And with me is my fellow queen. Go ahead and say your name. It's Chopsticks. Miss Chopsticks, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Oh, great. I'm very happy that we are celebrating our very first episode, which is a celebration of all things drag, everything to do with RuPaul, all the drag races, all local, everything that we can find with drag. We're celebrating it here, and I cannot be more excited to share it with you. I know. I'm super excited. I think it will bring something different to the many, many podcasts that already exist now, but I think we'll stand up on top. That's a good point. Uh, do you want to go ahead and kind of tell everyone like why this, how this came to fruition, how it was me and your little brainchild and how it blew up? Well, um, you know what? It just kind of came to me. It was like, I love watching the show. And for all of our listeners, Miss Apocalypse and I are related. Um, and she is my brother and sister-in-law? In-law. You're in love. Yeah. Right? Whatever. <laughs> um, and we always watched RuPaul's Drag Race together. And then it was like one day I was like, you know, no one ever does a podcast coming from like a super fan. Like, you know, we always hear awesome podcasts from like Alaska or from Trixie. And like they're fabulous, fabulous queens. Like all hail those ladies. But That's it'd be so nice so to nice. hear it from someone who isn't a queen who – you know, just getting it from a, just a Joe Blow um, perspective. And so I kind of said, hey, Miss Apocalypse, I think it's time. I think we have our calling and we're in a freaking pandemic. So why not? And I think that's kind of how it all started. Exactly. I, I 100% agree with you. I think it was very natural. It's really funny. So we live in the Midwest. So I think for where we're at, where this location, we're going to be able to bring a lot of different perspectives to what drag looks like. Um, the few shows that we have been to, the virtual shows that we've watched, kind of how we're immersing ourselves in drag as an entire culture during a pandemic, again, is one part of it that makes us unique. We're not coming from the drag perspective of people who are working in the industry per as performers or have worked with a lot of these queens before. Again, we're two super fans, and you get the special dynamic, I think, of someone who is an, a just-beginning amateur queen. Hopefully, you guys can follow me on my journey as we figure out you know, how Apocalypse can make her stay inside this arena. Not the RuPaul arena. We're not going there. We're staying right back here. But I'm excited for this whole journey. I'm excited for the perspective of someone who doesn't identify as lgbtq plus and being able to discuss what drag looks like to have been a feminine non or non-gender or gender specific role i guess i don't know how to say that but you know what i mean there's a different totally. perspective there yeah and i think it's cool like i mean for all of our followers this is definitely not our full-time profession this is something we're just doing for fun as a hobby um so you know bear with us because there's going to be some like kinks and technical difficulties a lot of them probably to start off with and just because i'm asian doesn't mean we know our technology because i sure don't so <laughs> bear with us um we'll make it through and i think this will be really fun and we just hope to get some good 
conversations going and just getting our listeners to just talk about the subject because I think it's so important. Um, and as a new mom, I just think that it's just this topic is so, so, so important for our younger generation. So hopefully this becomes a platform, you know, and we can just start bringing in some guests because I think that we're going to just really um, stir up the pot a little bit. I mean, yeah, why not? I hope so. That's what we're here to do, right? And make some friends and enemies. Yeah. I mean, of course, we have to have some shade in our podcast. It wouldn't be drag without it. <laughs> not, it's not drag if it's not shade, right? Yes. Amen to that. So I amen. guess, should we just get started and just kind of jump into season 13? Let's jump into it. Yes. Season 13. This whole, first of all, can we just take an appreciation of everything that happened in the past week for drag and everything that's going on in the next year in the next month in fact and drag is going to be insane i think our calendars are booked with different events i think we have canada drag race starting in 2021 Which season I'm two by the way because i am also a fellow canadian i'm not born in canada but totally raised there and i shout out to canada drag race one of the best brooklyn heights dream 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 guest if we can get her on here <laughs> somehow putting it out in the universe maybe it'll happen um but yes shout out to that so excited for season two but sorry miss apocalypse go ahead <laughs> we have of course i'm so i would love if miss brooklyn heights came on love her love her wish i was her will never be her so the other part we have uh uk season two premiering i believe and then, you know, everyone, we'll get into it sometime, but everyone is speculating what is filming now. It is either All-Stars 6 or else it is the coveted all-winner season that everyone has been talking about. Who knows if we're going to ever get it. We'll cover all that in a different one. So, yes, let's be happy that we have Drag Race Season 13 that just premiered yesterday. Uh, the New Year's Eve and day we had the drag new year's queens broadcast that was went all night i uh have to admit i fell asleep watching it but i the we'll do a full recap on the queens probably on on our tiktok tiktok channel profile or instagram profile yes we'll look for those follow clips. Us. don't forget the death drop pod i think it's the underscore death drop underscore pod sorry still trying to figure it all out but you'll find out. It'll be in the episode. It'll be in the episode yeah. notes. <laughs> exactly. We'll get there. We'll get there, you guys. Just bear with us. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. And like I said, we'll cover we'll cover some of the other stuff that happened this past week and moving forward that maybe we don't have all the information or enough that we want to produce a full episode yet. So let's jump right into it. As you said, chopsticks, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. We have RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 premiere episode. And me and you watched it together and my mouth was stuck open worse than a Friday night. Ladies, it was nuts. I can confirm that it was kind of disturbing, but you know what? I'm used to it. Um, yes. <laughs> Jaws dropping. Like, oh my God. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I don't even so know right. where to begin. I mean, wow. Like way to start off a new year. And where are our manners, by the way, Miss Apocalypse? Because happy new year's to our listeners. Um, new year. Yes. New year, new me, new everything, right? Um, but yes, like how crazy the way that Mama Roo completely shook things up. Um, 
yeah, let's talk about that because I think it's so insane. This is the first time ever that we see this on the show. I mean, two queens at a time coming in and right away, we're just starting off with a bang. Let's do the lip sync. That I mean, that's what we all wait for, you know, the whole episode. Um, yeah, crazy. I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it. I absolutely agree. I loved it. I thought the entire, I was wondering, right? I think as everyone was, after how season 12 ended, how we saw the digital or kind of a Skype, Zoom, uh, lip sync finale, um, you know, that is very wholesome. It was very wrapping up together. I think everyone was a little uneasy about how we were going to move forward into Drag Race and wondering how the dynamics were going to look with government mandated regulations, all this stuff that was going on in the world, um, especially in California where they film. And what was really cool was to see it not change that much and instead just get better. Um, this I have never been more hyped up for a single season I can think of until this one. Not that I knew any of the queens, just in seeing them in the, in the reveal, meet the queens, in following their uh, socials, I... I can honestly say I don't want one of these queens eliminated and it's going to drive me nuts because obviously we know what this looks like. And I think this first episode really tugged on everyone's heartstrings because we have got the chance to know every one of these queens first episode. There's no editing in here. That's going to tell us. Totally. I mean, it always felt like, you know, coming into a new season, it was a little slow to pick up, right? Because you have, Everyone gets introduced and it's like, you know, it takes a couple episodes before you start really knowing who these queens are. And before, unless you already follow them before the season started, it was almost like, you know, you just didn't know who they were. You're, it's hard to, you know, just get behind a queen unless you know them. And so it was super awesome to see the judges ask certain questions to get their personalities out, get their styles out a little bit at the beginning. And then you can start falling in love with them from like the get go. Uh, which is awesome. And then I will say from my perspective, I did not follow any of the queens before this season. Um, I went in there totally clean slate. I mean, obviously, with the back of my mind, knowing that we were going to do this podcast, it was like, okay, you know what, I want to just be a fresh set of eyes coming in here and then for us to discuss about it. So it was, I was really blown away. Like the competition is fierce. Oh my God. Like it is going to be a really, really tough season. Um, super exciting, like so, so exciting, but let's get to the, I mean, let's just jump into the first lip sync. I mean, cause yes. the one thing I'll say, and you know, to our listeners, we're not going to be like the typical podcast. We're not going to recap. We're not going to tell you what happens because honestly, there's going to be so many other podcasts that does that and probably will do it better than we can. So we're really just going to talk and shoot the shit and just celebrate. And I mean, obviously throw a little shade every now and then when it's needed, but yeah, like that's kind of what we're about. So the first two Queens I came out was Candy Muse and Joey J. Oh my God. Do we disagree? Should, I mean, what do we think? So I have some things to say. (laughs) First of all, what a, what a way to open the show. Let's have Candy Muse come out in her full denim fantasy I know Chopsticks has some critiques about Miss Candy Muse's outfit. Um, We'll get to that one in the lip sync because I know that's your strong opinion. I am obsessed with Joey J. And the lip sync, I have never felt more like I was about to 
pass out with the excitement. Uh, the song was perfect. Both performers did everything. I got to say, though, I agree with Mama Rue and the judges. Candy Muse ended up pulling that one out at the end. You know, I'll agree with the judges. Yes, Candy Muse definitely pulled ahead of Joey J. I mean, love Joey J. Like, she reminds me so much of uh, Cameron. And I can't remember yes. who was from, but like, or she was from. Um, but like, oh my goodness, stunning. Both of these ladies I came out stunning. And I agree. I mean, hello, being from Canada, Canadian tuxedo kudos and props to candy muse for bringing me able to pull that but oh i could not stop looking at her top because it kept falling yes. off like something wasn't right she definitely had a wardrobe issue which is like okay you're being on season 13 and you're the first queen to come out you gotta do something better than that and that was the part that upset me like i mean i do think that she edged out joey J. But by, not by a whole lot. And I know I've read some of the forums already and some of the comments. Everyone has put Candy Muse as like a top contender. But from what I've yeah. seen from that first episode, I think that there's going to be better queens. I'm sorry. I just, I can't get behind it. I'm just a little disappointed that first impression. Like um, for those that are Bachelor friends who I totally am a Bachelor Nation girl, um, she wouldn't have gotten my first impression, Rose. I'll just put it, I'll just oh, leave it there. Wow. <laughs> the but shade no. of this girl oh my gosh <laughs> well a girl's gotta speak the truth i mean you speak it you speak it you know the the you're right there's no way to put it uh candy at the end after she did her little cute little click on the boot boom box prop she was non-stop fixing her outfit um i had to continuously think though like these girls maybe maybe not benefit the doubt did not know that they were going to lip sync for their life um true true but like you said step it up you're on season 13 you're walking in be ready for it (laughs) i mean even if you're not going to be in your first like lip sync challenge in that first impression outfit you know you're going to have to do something right like if this is a regular formatted season you still would have to do something, whether it be a mini challenge right away or whatnot. So, like, yes. I mean, I kind of felt like a little sloppy. You know, I guess I just expected more from the contestants, especially from the first two queens that walk out the door. So, walk through the door, walk through the workroom, whatever. Either way, step on, um, step on that runway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, a little disappointed, but I do agree with the judges. I do think that Candy Muse did edge out Joey J. So, sad to see that Joey got the pork chop. Um, but yep. Next up, Denali and Lala Ray. Lala, Lala, is it Lala? Lala, Lala. Lala. I was gonna say Lala because I will butcher her name, and she is one of my favorites. So let's just focus on her. She, first of all, I thought I was gonna root for Denali so much more, and I gotta say the way they pinned her against Lala. I was done. It was, I'm all for her. I'm for Lala, her power suit, her simple outfit, everything. She was ready to serve. She was ready to fight. She was going to let everyone know she was going to stay in this competition. And I agree. She did. I agree. I actually would say that this lip sync battle was one of my favorite all episodes. Like, I was really impressed. And, like, kudos to Denali for, I mean, she had figure skates on like agree (laughs) like i mean 
I, I can wear heels. I wear heels all the time in my day profession. But like figure skates on a runway? Kudos to her. Like if I had, if I could, I would like take out my chopsticks right now and just like throw them, like drop them chops on these two girls because seriously, they are deserved. Um, and I mean, I agree. Lala Ree, stunning. I wasn't sure what I thought about that whole outfit at first, but it grew on me and it grew on me. And when they finished, I was like, yeah, queen. Yes. 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 Yep. Sign me up. Like I can totally, I would probably take inspiration from her and like start using some of those outfits for like, you know, my drag party whenever I end up deciding to host one. But like, yeah, totally agree. I really liked it. But do we agree with the decision? Do we think that yes. a lot edged out Denali? I think Lala, I just remember so vividly watching that screen and seeing that close up on her at the edge of the catwalk, her hair flown like Beyonce, and she just stepped up and it was like, okay, yep, she just buried and ended this girl's career in one look. And it just screamed woman energy. And I loved it. I was there for it. Yeah, you know, I do agree. I I definitely think that she edged out. Um, Denali, super close, super, super close. Um, super one of the close. that I wanted to give kudos to Lala for is the face mask. Like, I love that she incorporated yes. that into her outfit in this crazy environment, situation, pandemic that we're in now. Like, wow, what an awesome thing to do. And it looks so classy and it just looked like it just worked. Like, she could wear that out anywhere and she would be totally like, social distancing and COVID approved. Like, yeah, kudos to Lala for doing that. Loved it, loved it. But was it workroom ready? Um, Was it worth that entrance of season 13? That's where I'm a little torn on. I still am there for it. I will pick Lala's outfit over Candy Muse. Sorry. I would, I would. I mean, at least Lala's didn't fall apart. Ooh, the shade. Ooh. <laughs> right. So moving on. We'll just leave it at that. You know what? Listeners, you give us comments. You let us know. Good, bad, ugly, shade, whatever. Just throw it at us. I think any type of discussion, good or bad, is better than none. So, you know, if you guys yes, want honey. me or you want to agree with Miss Apocalypse or you don't agree with either of us and you want us to go kick rocks, let us know. We'll love it anyways. Um. So third lineup was Simone and Tamisha Iman. Two oh my god legends i know there's a lot of controversy about this one yes so first of all simone body face outfit everything she was so cute with the way she walked in she reminded me of andy warhol factory girl model just this cute little stick figure with a face and hair i loved it and the legs everything oh my god legs for a day she reminded me of naomi smalls so much it was legs, stunning legs, legs. naomi definitely would probably beat her but like very close like oh, yeah. oh gorgeous and I, I gotta say i was looking forward to her i know she's from the house of good she's with Gigi, one of my favorites um but then seeing to tamisha iman come out there in that red power suit the shoulder pads I was like, okay, this girl knows what she's doing. She's been, she's done this before. And then we hear that story. She was supposed to be on season 12, gets cancer diagnosis, does her treatment with the motivation to come back to drag race. And she does it. And I got to say, I think 
this is where we're going to disagree, I think. And maybe a lot of our viewers are going to be polarized on this. But I think I think Simone at the very end may have won this lip sync. But Tamisha definitely had that. The entire time, I think her dance moves screamed Janet Jackson. She knew that entire song. She knew it. Even though her lips didn't show it, she knew that energy. And I think that showed showed in the performance but I still would agree. Simone at the end clipped it when she when she looked in that post interview and said, "No, I need to step up. I'm going to win." She did, and I agree with it. You know, I agree. Like, oh no, I actually don't. What am I saying? I I don't agree with you, Miss Apocalypse. I love you, but no, I just Simone definitely hands down won that. Like her lip sync was so in sync. I mean, like she killed it, and. I mean, Tamisha, I guess, you know, you come off and you start your introduction by saying how you're just the mother of all queens and you're setting the bar so high for yourself, but yet you don't freaking sing. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I think her m- lips moved. I mean, or maybe if she did, she was whispering for Christ's sakes, but like, ah. Come on, this is a lip sync challenge. I mean, this is lip sync for your life. And I didn't even see her lips move. So, I mean, her outfit, love, 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 love Janet Jackson. One of my fave of all time. But like, and her outfit was just on point. I love the broad shoulders. I love the high fashion look to it. Like, and the red was just stunning. Like everything about her. I will say I like Tamisha's outfit way more. Yeah, I just think that like, Tamisha just stepped it up with the outfit. I mean, everything about her just looked polished. So I thought it was cute. I thought it was just very like, I mean, it's just creative. But I guess I just, I don't know, something about it just felt like it was missing a little bit. And so, I mean, I just don't know. I'm to- It's a toss up on this one. I don't think that the judges got it wrong. I think Simone won. I think that she lip synced and she nailed it. Um... I'm sad to see that Tamisha got the chop, but you know, we'll see. We'll yeah, we'll see. Yes, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get a redemption out of those two uh, in a lip sync. I hope we do. Hopefully. So okay. So now we got the next one. Oh my god, my favorite. Oh, I can't even I can't stop raving about these two. Gottmik and Unica Queen. Oh my God. So first of all, like I said, we are located in the Midwest. So obviously Utica is our neighbor. Yeah. Um, very close neighbor uh, state-wise. And we got to support her. Yes. Um, her kookiness, her craziness. I was here for it in the Meet the Queens. I'm here for it on her profiles. She is constantly on her instagram telling or promoting her fellow uh, season 13 sister saying yeah. oh my god stunning and i just love that i love that energy the kookiness everything radiates not necessarily queen material but she's she should be there yes yes i agree um yeah i was really impressed um didn't know anything about unica or got me coming into this um but I mean, I like her kookiness. I like it. Something funky. I like that she's she's different. I like that. We need to see that. I mean, I think when it comes to just, you're on season 13 now. By this point, we've seen all of the legends come through. We've seen a lot of these looks. So, like, when someone like Unica walks in, I like it. I like something. Yes. So, yes, kudos to that. And then Gottmik. 
oh my god like not only one is she super controversial and we can probably turn on that a little bit here um and then if we if people like it we will do a segment on it but like um geez i don't even know where to begin with her because i just am such a fan after looking into her and just going out to her ig into her like makeup um page but like makeup like and then the total just total package i'm gonna say total package and i'm gonna put my hands down right now and say that she is my pick and to win this all because i mean just yeah by far just so put together and the makeup i just i can't get over it i i agree i think the high fashion the very gothic but art artfully gothic and just delightfully twisted nature of who dot mick is is very enigmatic it makes me want more i want to see what she's what they're going to do with their body what they're going to do with the hair with the face with everything it just it's a force i think i think it's gonna i don't know i think it's gonna be a very close call when it gets to the top we'll get to who our top top four queens are at the end of this but she's definitely on that top four yeah i i mean i just everything about her i love it and you know maybe we'll just dive into it right now little controversy i mean about with her right because as everyone should know she's a trans the female she is the first openly trans person female to male um obviously we've had a lot of queens on there who have who have later on after their showtime said you know i'm coming out i am transgender i am a female now you know we've seen that but to have someone openly come in as female to male is beautiful i think it's it's very controversial i saw on tiktok some other drag queens out there and they're talking about how gotmic is used it is being used as a as a puppet or as a like way for just a good pat on the back for rupaul and that it's it's a token uh token trans person all of this and i'm sitting over here just appalled i think we should be happy i think to even rely or say that Gottmik is there because they are trans is such a demeaning thing. I think it's so less of it's le- it's so below this whole entire discussion. But in general, I think Gottmik is just her talent speaks for herself, and exactly, I'm here for it. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's so awful to take that away from someone, right? Like, you just kind of almost demean and take discredit all of their talent and their creativity. Um, just because of that and I just I you know I love the fact that she's stirring up controversy and I love the fact that she's a first trans and kudos to Mama Ru for putting her on because I think she's gonna be super fierce I think she's gonna put the other queens on notice and make them step up their game Um, yeah I just think that at the end of the day you know this community is supposed to be all inclusive and we're supposed to celebrate love and celebrate every single person so why not Yeah, I think that, you know, this community is all about love and just promoting love and being inclusive. And, you know, I'm just happy. I'm happy to see a trans, um, you know, on the season. And I think that hopefully we'll learn more about her journey because I'm definitely interested. I mean, I have questions. I'm, you know, interested in knowing about the journey and like where her, she draws her inspiration and then why going back and, you know, if she's doing the transition um what drove her back into doing drag 
and pretty much I think was I think she said it herself like I was a girl that became a guy that now dresses up as a girl for money I mean obviously it's way more exactly but like I mean I want to know so like I can totally see this developing to a storyline I want to see it develop into a storyline I want to know more so you know what who cares about all the shade we have enough shade as it is in this world um I hope that Gottmik goes all the way to the end she has my pick I agree 100%. All right. So who do we have? Okay. Ooh, this is another good one. Rosé and Olivia Lux. Oh, my gosh. I know. Shocker. (laughs) Shocker, shocker, shocker. Olivia Lux beat out Rosé. I cannot believe that. And the way that the shade that Mama Rue did by putting Olivia with Rosé and doing that cute little storyline of, Rosé saying, oh, yeah, I judged you when you were starting off and having her beat her. Oh, my gosh. Production editors, kudos to you. Shout out to you for setting this all up because this clearly happened in post-production. Maybe, maybe not. But, like, editing of that episode to have that happen and to ask those questions, I totally agree. Way to set up the storyline because I think we talked about this um, in our prep uh, for the podcast, but, like, I think we both agree finally, for once, um, that Rosé is probably going to be the villain this season. Is she Easily the villain. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested. I'm interested. But I was shocked. I mean, all the hype behind Rosé. I mean, I knew who Rosé was coming in before this. So I guess that's the only queen that I kind of knew about. And I I mean, kudos to Olivia Luxo for the short period of time that she's been doing drag. She showed up. I was impressed. She showed up. Stunning outfit, yeah. too. When she came out in that yellow pink it reminded me so much of WAP the WAP music video reminded me of a theater curtain it was Marilyn Monroe-ish it was so classy and the reveal she did during oh. lip sync I was I am a sucker for reveals give it to me like reveal reveal <laughs> reveal give it to me so yes kudos to yes because she, I think she was the only one that did a reveal this whole episode so I don't think anyone else did um yeah so yeah I think you're right. I like it. Give me some more. Love it. So then our final, final, final lip sync battle. Tina Burner, Kamora Hall, and Elliot with two T's. What do we think? This one. This one. I was so scared. I had heard, I had followed Elliot with two T's ever since I meet the Queen's promo. I had seen her and was like, I want this bitch to win. I love her. And Tina Burner, I mean, come on. This, if you think of polished, this queen has done her work. She knows who she is. She knows what her strength is. And I think unless Mama Ru can throw some serious uh, tests and challenges at her, I think she's going to take this one. Um, not necessarily saying that's what I want, but if we're going to speak truth. Kamora Hall, I was very excited about because I think she was very reserved. Yeah. And I hope they keep her on there because she is going to stun everyone i agree you know i first of all i think we talked about this while we were watching the episode um don't know if anyone else agrees with us but like kind of seemed like they might have filmed this one first with the three contestants and went oh uh, uh breaking social distancing too crowded not enough space um and then so then they went down to just doing the two um, or maybe it's just an odd number. I don't really know. Once again, another stereotype, breaking stereotypes. Agents are not all good at math because I sure as hell. I, <laughs> so I don't know if this is an odd or even. I'm sure you guys will tell me. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, totally digress, digress there. But yes, I thought that this three was really, really, really. Yeah, so these three queens, all of them top notch. Totally agree with you too. Um, Tina Burner, very, very polished. I love that she knows who she is. She really reminds me of like Cherry Pie um, from last season. Yes. And I like that. I'm interested to see though kind of what else she brings. Like I like the yellow and red, but I want to see a little bit more. Like I hope she doesn't get pigeonholed into just being yellow and red. Like I hope they push her to kind of just get outside of that color scheme. So I'm interested to see that. Kamora Hall, stunning, stunning. And I mean, shout out to the Asian heritage. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, but stunning. Like that dress was just, oh my God, to die for. Um, and then Elliot with two T's. I just love her. I don't know what it is about her. I just love her. And she's someone that I wish I could call up and be like, hey, let's go get a drink down the street. Like you would be someone I'd hang out with. Um, yes hilarious just love her so um yeah do we agree that tina burner won though like she that she has dealt the other two i see i don't know i'm torn like originally yes 100 i had thought tina burner has this one she did but kind of after i sat there and i didn't rewatch it but i thought about the episode more and i gotta say I don't know if this was a trick of editing. I really feel like because there's three of them, we didn't see much of Kamara. We didn't get a chance to see a lot of Elliot. A lot of the screen time, what I felt was Tina and Tina's expressions and the judge's reaction to her expressions that it very much felt like she should have one based off the editing. And I think Kamara and I think Elliot with two T's, I think you pin those two against any other queen and we're talking top caliber. They should not be in the pork chop room at all. I this don't is think. the thing though. You know, I'm going to throw it out there because why not? Um, is it really the editor's fault though? Like if one queen stands out and gives it, is it really the editor's fault for putting that if that's all they got? I mean, if you have three queens and two of them are kind of boring and the third one is like, top a plus material maybe that's why he gets more screen time i mean i don't know i guess we don't really know so but I, i'm just throwing it out there i mean i agree we didn't see a whole lot of kimura or elliot with two t's but i also wonder like is it because of the editing or is it because of the fact that they just weren't given enough and so maybe they do deserve to be in the pork chop lounge they exactly you're you know that's a good point it's at some point right you have to give the queens a credit and if they're getting an edit or any kind of push from the producers we have to believe that's because the producers who are actually there in that workroom with these queens are seeing something that maybe we're not and saying you know what mama ru i think we should be pushing this one forward because she's doing xyz in those rooms in that workroom she's this that you know and really building up those queens because that's what the show is. And I think that's the magic of the show. We see queens who are at all levels of their, of who they are as a character and as a performer and artist. And we see them at all levels and every single person who makes it further and further each week becomes more and more polished and becomes there's this supermodel that they become. We, you get these Trixie Mattels, you get the Alaska Thunderfucks, you get Chad Michaels, Sharon Needles, you get these, mega names of people who are now iconic and Kim Chi exactly you build brands from this show and I think that's something 
that you're right. It's not fair to just say it's the edit because Trixie didn't do well in her season and she did a hell, hell of a thing for herself enough to get back into all stars and become who she is now. So it can be done. It comes down to that queen's art. I think you're right. Yeah. And I mean, so we'll see. I'm interested to see um, what happens. So then like true Mama Ru fashion and why we love the show, I think way to leave us on a cliffhanger. Like now I'm just dying for the next episode and like waiting a whole week really sucks. But like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like we don't know what is going to happen with pork chops. And like, First of all, hilarious. I love that they called it the Pork Chop, pork chop Lounge. What a throwback. Oh, yes. <laughs> Kudos, shout out to Pork Chop. But like, I mean, it's just like, she's just building this anticipation. Like, I feel like this that's like the theme. The theme of season 13 is anticipation. Like, the build up to the premiere and then now the cliffhanger for um, the next episode so, like, yeah, dying to know what they're going to do. I mean, I know you and I both talked about this, but, like, we kind of, I think, are on the same page. We feel like there might be some kind of, you know, pork chop lounge versus the winners. You know, that way they can do the social distancing, the keeping, not, you know, not too much people in the workroom. Um, I mean, that's one theory, right? Right. And, I, you know, I, I'm so sh- on this entire thing i don't know what's gonna happen i i know i felt like i was gonna fall over and just pass out when Ruth says that says okay well you guys will decide you queens will decide which one goes these women don't know each other or these queens i shouldn't say women i meant queen these queens don't know each other how are they supposed to eliminate each other hold up hold up hold up hold up here they kind of do know each other. Like, there's already some shade going on. We know that it happens, you know. It's true. So, Rose, Tina, Yeah, Burner. so there's a little bit of that drama to start off with. So, like, we know that these queens, I mean, they've been in the industry long enough that they do know each other. But, like, I mean, I know. Shade. I just, yeah. And remind me here, Miss Apocalypse here. Um, which season was it that they had to vote off? And then they they danced against the lip sync um, assassin. What was that season? What 11, 10, 12? Uh, we, you know, the, so they would do no. they would do that. I think in every All Stars, right? Uh, all every All Stars. I guess you know what our RuPaul listeners. I'm sure you guys will correct us. So let us know. But like that, it kind of gives me a reminder, a little bit of a reminder of that. Like I think it's a little throwback to that because. That season, I mean, everyone had to vote who they thought should go home. Granted, they, you know, had a whole season together by the time they were doing this. And then they brought in the lip sync assassin to, you know, choose whether it was going to go with the group's vote or the winner. But like, yeah, this is crazy. Like way to start off an episode. Let's. All Stars 5. I just remembered it. That was last season. That was Miss Shay versus Remember, We got to see. Evie Oddly, Alyssa Edwards yes, come yes, back, yes. Miss Banji come back. Yes. Oh my yes. How yes. girl. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. So I mean, a little bit of throwback to that. I like it. I like it a lot. I just I mean, yeah. Let, let's I mean, how do I'm speechless. Look at me. I am speechless because I don't know what to expect. It is going to be such a wild ride. I you're right. They do know each other, and that's the most shady thing to do. Let's pin pin them, pin them against each other. Um, going back to kind of our first little theory that we had said, um, it's very season six 
feeling to me when that was a two-part premiere there's two sets of queens i'm wondering if we're not going to see that and it's going to be wrapped up as a very "Ah, let's let's do this as two separate parties of people because they have such a fan base and i feel they're building that way by mama ru really focusing on each one of their storylines it seems and i don't know maybe they're not going to eliminate them because there's a quarantine or isolation protocol at the time maybe they weren't allowed to leave we don't know everything about how the pandemic looked. True, true. I know. I don't know. I'm excited. I I just, you know, like Miss Apocalypse said, her jaw was on the floor like a Friday night. And it remained on the floor, I'm sure, throughout the week until next week. And I'm sure it'll still stay there. But, I mean, way to keep us, like, just tuned in. Way to keep us engaged and, like, way to change things up. I love it. I love it. I love it. Everything about it. I'm so excited for for season 13. So excited for the next episode. Um, I think so yeah, excited. I think it's only right though, Miss Apocalypse, that we put in our predictions. Uh, let's do it. Let's do let's... our predictions for season 13 of Drag Hell Race. Hell yeah. Okay, so I'll let you start. You know what? I'll let you start because I actually need a couple minutes to figure this out a little bit in my head. <laughs> all right. All right. I've been thinking about it since last night. So let's go top four i have we have tina burner being in the top two for sure um up there right in that second place i'm going to say candy muse um uh, my third is gonna be got mick mm-hmm. and the fourth i am very torn i have a very, I hope it's Joey J. Joey J is always gonna be my favorite. Olivia Lux is right up there. Now, is too. Joey J your favorite for other reasons, like besides the drink? Joey J is the first here, And if anyone, we gotta make sure we're in, pulling behind the curtains here. If anyone, everyone knows that, right? Everyone has seen Joey J's Instagram, and you guys know why. You know why he's a favorite. Thir- you know uh, exactly hashtag why. Hashtag thirst trap, right? thirst trap he is a thirst trap queen and i'm here I'll for it, it and i, I feel like i i think he's i think he's gonna kill it i think he's going to i don't know if he's top four though i'm not sold okay. i'm but not sold on my up. top four well, you're a little biased like let's you know we'll call it we'll call it out i mean you're a little biased okay. yes that's fair that's fair at least we know um okay so those are your four then right tina turner i'm gonna go with actually i'm gonna put Ko- kamora I'm gonna put Kamora up there as my fourth. One. Okay, are we uh, replace Joey? Like, if you were on Jeopardy, you would be canned by now. So, like, come on, final. De- Those are them. Oh. Those are committed. Okay, so who are they again? Let's make sure we know. Tina Burner, Kamora Hall, uh, Candy Muse, and Miss Gottmik. Okay, okay, I like it. I like. It. I think that, I think that's fierce. That's that's a pretty good lineup. Um, I got. I would say. Got Mick is going to be my winner. I mean, I said it when we're going through the lip sync um, battle. I'm saying it again. She is my pick. She is my girl. I think she has everything it takes to bring it to the end and win it all. So God Mick is number one. Um, I will... Denali is number two. I think that... Ooh, I knew you were going to say uh, that. <laughs> I mean, coming fa- from a dance background and just... I mean, figure skating's nothing compared to, you know, dance. I mean... I don't know how those girls do it. I, yeah, fall every time I step on ice. So, I mean, but just, I think it takes a lot of gut 
to do to do figure skating and to be competitive like that. And I think we're gonna see a lot of Denali's umph. Is that the word I want to use? I don't really know, but like. Yeah, I just think she has a lot more to give and she's going to fight. She's a fighter and I like it. So I'm, I have her as the, you know, as my number two. Um, as much as I did not like Candy Muse's outfit, I will put her there be- as number three because I think she has something yes, else. I, as she should I, be. You know, uh, she's my, she's on my fence, on the fence on that, on her, but I think I want to see a little bit more. And I think because of that, I'm willing to put a bet on her and say, you know, I can see her in the top four. Do I think she's going to win it? No, but I definitely can see her in the top four. Um, and then my last one, I think, is going to be... I'm a little torn. I'm torn between... I mean, I'm torn between the last lip sync battle. Tina Turner, Kamara, Kamara Hall. Kamara Hall. Oh, my goodness. I can't say her name ever. Um, K Hall. Let's just say a K Hall. Like that sounds way better. I think maybe maybe not. Either way, let's stick with that. K Hall. Um, or Elliot with two T's. I'm torn. I you know I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just stir things up a little bit. I'm gonna bet on Miss K Hall, Kamora Hall, just because her sister is Jada Essence Hall. We saw her win. Yes. Um, we also ha- um she is from Wisconsin, kind of a Midwest. I mean. I- Trixie, Trixie country. So, you know what? I'm going to bet on her. And she's Asian. I'm Asian. I feel like us Asians need to stick together. So, I got her back. We need an Asian queen. We have not, I don't, I don't, we've had on, we've had some fierce ones. We've had Angina. We've had kimchi. (sighs) Yes. I have an Asian winner. So, come on, K Hall. I'm rooting for you. Um, Granted, though, we do have Drag Queen International. So, that would be really cool for us to hopefully segment if, into it and yes. you know, take a little look and a dip into that. But um, I think those are solid. I think we got some solid predictions. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing season. I cannot wait. Um, I think that's it. I mean, Miss Apocalypse, I think we're good. Do we have anything else we want to share? I think we're good. Um, I think just want to, again, thank our viewers. Again, this is our very first podcast, our first episode. Please give us your feedback. Interact with us. We are hoping to just have fun with this. We want this to be very just interactive, community-based. Let's celebrate all things drag. If you want to dress up and host a virtual party, Maybe that's something we can end up doing. Yeah. Uh, or I'm no party, I'm... tag us. Like we'll show up. Tag us. Tag us. We got nothing but. We'll watch. I mean, I might bring my little mini tops with me. That's my daughter, aka mini tops. I don't know how my husband <laughs> that name, but <laughs> I mean, either way, like yes, tag us, bring us in. Like there's nothing else better to do. We're all locked inside here for the next. I don't know how many more months this thing is gonna last. Who knows? Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. It'll end. But yeah, like, yes, I agree, Miss Apocalypse. We might need to host a virtual drag queen party or a drag viewing party. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But yeah, this is something fun for us. Something fun for hopefully our listeners. Something different. Um, and we're just getting started. So like, we're just revving yes. up. Well, perfect. Well, I I guess we'll sign off for this week and um, look for us every week on wherever this is posted we'll add that Spotify. one afterwards all right and Spotify. That- 
Is it Spotify only Spotify? Uh, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. We might have to record that other section. But yes, that's right. Perfect. Yeah. Wherever it's posted, that's where they're going to listen to. And make sure everyone follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We might do some kind of fun TikTok video. If I can convince yes. Apocalypse to do a the video of um, Jackie Cox, I we might we might do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that like after we get like 10 we should. or something like something fun. Like, you know, let's if we can get a couple more followers. We might just like toss out a video or something. Um, but either way, give us a follow. Listen in every week and just tell us if there's something you like, you hate. Um, throw some shade, throw some discussions if you want us to talk about. Yes. Um, I know, you know, we episode one was huge. We had so much to cover, so we didn't get to talk about anything else. But like, I know Miss Apocalypse and I said, like, we want to talk about makeup and we want to talk about the journey of becoming, going through the drag process that she's going through right now. And, you know, just everything drag and so maybe even some things that are non-drag because I don't really do drag, but I love drag. So, you know, just, yeah. Yes. Give us a follow, tune in every week, and let us know what you think. But yeah, until next week, we will sign off, like Miss Apocalypse says. Yes, until next week, viewers. Bye bye.